Our passage this morning is from Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, and 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. God bless the reading of his word. Please be seated. If we can just thank the worship team. I mean, that was a a good time. Thank you for all your prep and your heart. Um, Thank you, Lord, that you are in this place. Thank you for the promise that when two or three are gathered in your name, you are there also. Thank you that we can just stop and worship you. You are so worthy of our worship. And right now we declare that you are God. Pray, Lord, that you challenge each one of us this morning to live as you've called us to live. In your name, Jesus, amen. Good morning, Grace Community, Iowa. It is cold in Iowa. I don't know if you know this. We were driving here. There was a guy running in shorts. They have invented long pants. (laughs) I am a little surprised though. We've been here. This is our third day and there's been no pig roasting. Last time we were here, uh, we arrived and we went out to the farm for a pig roasting. And that's all we talk about. Have you been to Iowa? They buried a pig. The whole pig. Last time we were here, deliciousness. My wife got to eat from the snout of a pig. Our family back home still shakes their heads, but it was delicious. Thank you for allowing me to come and share with you again this morning. Um, My name is Warren G, and my wife is Lynette, and we work for J-Life Africa. And uh, thank you so much for your partnership. Uh, Grace Community Church has partnered with us in mission across the continent of Africa for many years. We thank you for your prayers We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for sending teams out there. We thank you for letting us come here. We thank you for your partnership. We thank you for your financial support. We really do. So thank you very much. Uh, Our international director, John Abramser, was hoping to be here this year. However, Paul Hansen called border control. And John is now on a watch list. Thank you, Paul. Uh, My wife and I are staying at Paul and Amy Hansen's house. Let me tell you, their basement is cold. (laughs) They also laughed. They've got heat upstairs. (laughs) No, it is good to be back. Last year, uh, oh, I've got a clicker. Last year, we looked at missions and we looked at the fact that we are all called. 
we are all called to missions. I, I know a missionary gets up here and you go, oh, this week we can doze. We are all missionaries. We are all called. The Great Commission, we are all called to make disciples. And if we make a disciple, the disciple makes a disciple. And if they've made the disciple, the disciple makes the disciple. Each and every one of us are called. We looked at disciple making and we looked at the fact that in the 1800s, they took the word disciple making and they split it into two words, evangelism and discipleship. Evangelism, we need to go into all the world and share the gospel. Discipleship, you need to attend classes and gain more knowledge, gain more knowledge, gain more knowledge. Boy, you just don't know enough. Join our discipleship group. And we've lost the word disciple making. That each and every one of us are called to share the gospel and to make a disciple. Each and every one of us. When Jesus said, you will be my witnesses, he didn't say you will be my theologians. And so in praying to share this morning, I really feel that the Lord is stirring up North America to be bolder in their disciple making. We do not need more knowledge. My friends, we do not need more knowledge. <clears throat> in uh, Israel, there is a body of water that the Jordan River flows down into the Sea of Galilee, which flows down into the Dead Sea. There are so many nutrients in the Dead Sea, but because there's no exit, nothing can live in it. Think about that. If we just gain more and more knowledge and we're never sharing the goodness of what God has done, we become a salty pit where the world does not want to be with us because all we do is we add salt to their wounds. We are not called to do that. We are not called to be that. But we are all called to make disciples who make disciples. Before we get into... Let me tell you, this morning we're going to make it practical um, by the end of this, you're going to all be tested. Only those that pass can leave. <laughs> the rest will take up an offering. <laughs> Way inappropriate. There's two, body, there, there's two passages of Scripture I want to I highlight this morning. The first one is in Matthew, uh, where Jesus speaks about seeds being planted amongst soil. There's four kinds of soil. There's the, the first seeds land on, a hard, on hard ground and they cannot grow because the birds come and grab it and whoosh, they're gone. Second one falls on rocky soil and there's no real depth so it grows quickly but there's no roots. The third piece of soil is it falls amongst weeds and the weeds grow up amongst the, amongst the, the, the crop. And um, also, not great, but then there is good soil. Good soil where the crop produces 30, 60, 100 times. I mean, that's a farmer's dream, right? You plant some crop and it just, boosh. I want to encourage us this morning as we go into, as we, as we meet together and look at God's word, I want to encourage you to keep your heart that good soil. Good soil. We want, to, we want God to produce crop in each one of our lives. Can you imagine if there was a crop of disciples 30, 60, 100 times what you're planting in your life. The second passage is John 15, where, where Jesus says, if you remain in me, you will produce fruit. If you remain in me, you'll produce more fruit. If you remain in me, if you abide in me, you'll produce much fruit. 
This morning, as I talk about disciple making, there, there are two options we can do here. Straight away, when, when I say disciple making, straight away our minds can be filled with reasons why it's not us. If people knew my background, they wouldn't listen to me. Oh, so and so is so much better than me. Oh, I, I wouldn't know what to say. We, we're filled with all these reasons why not us. I want to encourage you that this morning it is you. Everything you've been through is preparing you for who you're going to minister to. I will guarantee you what you've been through in your past, God will send people experiencing that in their lives right now so that you can minister to them. So this morning, disciple making, I want to share three things and then we're going to jump into being practical. Oops. I hope you can understand me. This is my North Carolina accent. <laughs> I've seen more guns in North Carolina than I've seen in my life. Disciple making, three things that you need in order to start being a disciple maker. You're called to be a disciple maker. You have been prepared. You've got everything you need. The first thing you need to do is be intentional. If I had to ask you the question, who are you discipling, can you give me a name? There, there's something about, we, we've got this Christian humility where um, we don't use words like, I am discipling so-and-so, because we want to be humble. We, we use different words like, I'm coaching, I'm mentoring, I am encouraging. But we need to reclaim some words in our Christian faith where we are called to make disciples and so if I had to ask you, who are you discipling, we should each have a name. Be intentional. Start praying, Lord, who can I disciple? And then go after it. You don't have to say, hey, would you be my disciple? Just say, hey, can, can we meet, once a, meet once, a week, once a month? Can we just talk about what was shared in church this week and unpack it together and learn together? The second question is, once you start that, is do they know you're actually discipling them or are you just meeting for coffee? So I want to encourage you in this process, the practical 101 of disciple making is be intentional. 102 in disciple making is we need to be prepared to enter people's worlds. Jesus came from heaven into our world. He came here, he entered his world to make disciples of us. Can anybody here... Okay, I'm going to... Can anybody think of stories where Jesus entered people's worlds? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Who said that? Thank you, sir. Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. I'm coming to your house tonight. I mean, that's one way to get an invite, right? <laughs> yeah. He entered his world. And the Pharisees were like, uh, why is he eating with sinners to enter their world? Who can think of another example? Woman at the well. Why on earth would a good, a good Jewish man go through Samaria? He entered a world. And then she entered other people's worlds. Come! Another example. The fisherman, yep, I mean, he, he hung out with them, right? He entered their world. 
and use their language. I'll make you a fisher of men. Yep. Another example. Who's got one? At the pool of Bethesda. He went there. Yep. Another one? The madman of Gadara. I don't... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he went across there again. That was not where good Jewish people went, to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus again and again enters other people's worlds. But let me tell you, in 102 of disciple-making, that is not easy because it means we have to give up some things in our world. But I guarantee you, you are already around people that need to hear the gospel. 103 in disciple-making is that we need to be able to share the gospel. Here's the hard thing. You will be my witnesses. All we need to do is share what God has done in our lives. Think about, let, let me give you the 24 points of the gospel and how to call a person into repentance. We're all created to be in a relationship with God. We've all done something that God did not want us to do which separates us from God. But thankfully, God still wants a relationship with us, so he made a way. He sent his son to pay the price for my sin so that I can be in a relationship with him. All I need to do is repent and believe. We've all experienced that. We can all share that. We all just need to put it in our own words. And so I encourage you, if, if you're going to start making disciples, the one thing you need to do is prepare your story so that you can share the gospel with your friends. And we're going to go through three things this morning that should help you do that. In medical terms, any medical people here? Who can define CPR? You can? <coughs> Anybody can define CPR? Okay, which is like urgent, we need care, this person needs CPR to bring them back to life. This morning, here we go, practical 101 in disciple making, I want us to speak about spiritual CPR. Okay, CPR, the C, we need to cultivate relationships. You see, I've already told you we need to enter people's worlds. In cultivating and farming, the first thing you need to do to prepare your soil is you need to turn it. These days we are lucky, we've got big machinery called tractors, and they turn it for us. In the old days it was hard work, it was physical labor. You had to go out there and you had to turn the soil. Before you till it, before you prepare it, you just needed to turn it. Turn the soil. Cultivating is hard. Disciple making is messy. Getting involved with people is messy, it's hard work. But we need to do it. Every single example we see in Jesus' life, he had relationship with a person. He built relationship. He went into their world. He entered it. He cultivated a relationship. CPR, cultivate a relationship with people. Number two, plant. Plant in their lives seeds. Whenever, when you build that relationship, say you, you decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to the person at, do you have Food Lion in Iowa? No. What is the big grocery store in Iowa? Ivy? H Y Hivey. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> you want to make a disciple at Hivey, 
you decide, I'm going to go to the same one every single time. I'm going to go to checkout point number one, and I'm going to build a relationship. I'm going to enter the world of Angela. Hi, Angela, how are you doing? Thank you so much for doing my groceries. Next, hi, Angela, how are you doing? I'm Warren. Next time, hi, Angela, how are you doing? I'm Warren. Yeah, how's your day going? Oh, man, how much longer until you get off? Whoa, time's going slow. Building that relationship. Hi, Angela, how are you doing? Oh, man, I see you're not having a great day. What's going on? Da-da-da-da-da. Angela, I'm going to be praying for you. Know this, I'm going to be praying for you. Next time, hey, Angela, how did it go? I prayed for you. How how did it turn out? Oh, wow. Still, okay. Yeah, Angela, let's pray now. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray for Angela that you help her in this situation. Amen. Keep well, Angela. Hey, Angela, you see what? Natural. It's hard work because I've got to go to the same store every time. But I'm driving past this one. No, but I'm intentional. I'm going, I'm cultivating a relationship with Angela. And I go back to Angela. You see? Be intentional. Cultivate a relationship. Start planting. I've planted so many seeds right now in Angela's life. Angela will be like, that person cares about me. What's different about you? Hey, Warren, where do you go to church? Have you heard of Grace Community? No? Well, it's uh, we invite. We've been taught just to invite people to church, and we're skipping the cultivate a relationship. We're skipping the part where we plant seeds. And then the hardest one, which we don't like, is we need to reap. We need to ask the question, do you know God yourself? Have you got a relationship with Jesus Christ? Would you like to? We are not responsible for people's answers, their reactions. We're just asked to be be the witnesses. And God will do the rest. And you'll be surprised if you've cultivated a relationship and you've planted seeds, you'll be surprised how receptive people are to the gospel. 101, spiritual CPR. Can we do that? In South Africa, a question normally comes with an answer. Can we do that? In the words of, uh, I I don't know how popular it is here in Iowa, but in the words of Obama, it was, yes, we can. Do you remember that? In South Africa, all over 2007, our TVs, because we had free CNN. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Anyway, all right. Yes, we can. I want to encourage you to be intentional. I want to encourage you to realize that you are called to make disciples. I want to encourage you to practice CPR in everyday life. When you go to your kid's soccer game at minus 42 in Iowa, (laughs) stand next to the same other parent every time. Cultivate a relationship. Plant. Reap. At the beginning, we often have those example, all those reasons why we cannot be involved uh, because we are not the qualified ones. We often leave reaping to everybody else, and you are missing out in seeing how God is using you. Cultivate, plant, reap. Going forward, yeah, your your theme this week: missions emphasis week. Who knows your theme? Dun dun dun. Where do you fit in? You are right at the center of God's plan 
for reaching your community. I don't know why, but God's plan was using us. I'm sure he could have had a better plan, like big words in clouds in the sky. We could dream up a whole lot of different, but he chose us. Where do you fit in? You're at the center. It's not dependent on you. It's dependent on him. Apart from him, we can do nothing. He tells us that in John 15. But he invites us to be a part. I'm sorry. I've got a tickle because I'm I'm staying in a basement (laughs) in the North Pole. You're at the center of God's plan for your community. You're going to come into contact with people your pastor will never come into contact with. You're going to have a relationship with people the professionals will never have a relationship with. You might be the only missionary that your neighbor gets to meet. Cultivate, plant, and reap. Pray that the Lord would show you who you can disciple. You might be in a small group. Oh, this. The, can I step on some toes? It might be my last invite to Iowa. <laughs> Bring out the pigs. Anyway. <clears throat> We often get into small groups and we'll stay there for 10, 20 years with the same people because we've adopted discipleship. I want to encourage you if the Lord is challenging you, maybe start two groups. No, but Jimmy's my friend. You can still be friends with Jimmy. Multiplication involves us multiplying ourselves into other people in such a way that they can multiply themselves into other people. I want to introduce you to... Oh, we'll we'll go there. I want to introduce you to the guy in the middle on the right with the brown shirt, black pants, black and white sneakers. Two years ago, he said, you know, I'm in the same cell group for 12 years. And he said... That's my group. But he said, if I look at generations, here's an example. Paul Hansen disciples me. I disciple the poor person named Zach. And Zach disciples Patrick. That's right. Okay. Paul would be his, his first generation disciple. I would be his second generation Zach would be Paul's third generation, and Patrick would be Paul's fourth generation. He was in the same group for 12 years, the same 10 people. He said, I have no generations of disciples under me. Two years ago, uh, August of 2020, he said, I want to start multiplying myself into somebody else that we build generations. He started discipling the guy with a beige uh, sweatshirt, Jim. Jim was his second uh, generation. Jim started discipling the guy with a beard, which is on the right of Marty. You can hardly see him because he's quite 
dark with that beard. He's Marty's third generation, and the other three guys are Philip's disciples now. In two years, Marty has reached fourth generation disciples. Think about this. Marty had a group of 10 people. Jim now has a group of 12 people. Uh, Philip now has a group of 15 people. Do you see? Marty could have stayed with the 10, but now Marty's actually having influence into 30 lives. We're all called to practice CPR. We are all called to make disciples who make disciples. So I want to challenge you in closing. What is stopping you from being the missionary you're called to be where you are? Once we know that, we can then change it and move forward. I want to invite you just for two minutes just to zone everybody else out and to ask God how you can take steps to make a disciple who makes a disciple who makes a disciple and realizes that you are at the center of God's plan in your community. He's chosen to invite us to be a part of it. Let's ask him what he's saying to each one of us. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, Patrick, Michael, Angela, Jim, Tim, Ryan, go and make disciples in Iowa City, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus, we don't know why you chose to use us. But we thank you, firstly, just for drawing us closer to yourself, that we can have a relationship with you. And we thank you that we can be involved with what you're doing. I pray, Lord, for Grace Community Church, that you give everybody here boldness and courage to step out into the calling you've given each one of them here in Iowa here in the United States here in this world that from Grace Community Church people all around the world will come to know you we pray this please in your name Jesus take your glory Amen